0: You are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it. Your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and actions often sabotage you. Are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure? To win this battle, you must connect with your inner warrior. We all have a warrior within us, one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges. If you're just surviving rather than thriving, then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation units, as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time, With the Military and Warriors Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warriors Ascent podcast with your hosts, Mike and Matt. So, this episode, Tending the Body, Move and Eat. So, we say move, movement, and exercise. So, that's what we'll talk about for this episode. So let me ask, for those that might be having trouble relaxing, right, or even focusing, and I'm sure we've all been there. Like, you know, I just can't focus. It's hard. My mind is racing. Um, You know, so between you know, between that or even just nervous energy. I know for me, a lot of times I'm like on edge or you know, agitated or whatever it might be. I'd I'd ask you, you know, hey, uh, same deal. If you could take a pill for that, you know, Ritalin, Prozac, and you know, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, hey, if you're feeling that way, you should go (laughs) immediately and 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 get those prescribed to you. But uh, I'll say it this way: if there were an activity wherein you could derive the benefits of Ritalin and Prozac in terms of focus and anti anxiety and relaxation, would you avail yourself of it? I'd hazard a guess that most people I'd are going to go sign me up man especially if it's cost effective in this case free. All about free, a magic pill. Right? No, exactly. So exercise, cardio. So studies have shown that a good bout of cardio is like a little bit of Ritalin and a little bit of Prozac. So I know myself, I can speak to it. If I come off a good run whether it's you know, hey couple miles or, you know, a longer run, or even I'll say a CrossFit, you know, high intensity training, you know, workout, elevated heart rate, I feel pretty good. Um, and just like the saying, right, a little bit of Ritalin, a little bit of Prozac, I feel number one, very focused, you know, because you've got that blood pumping, all of that. But at the same time, almost paradoxically, you're, you're pumped, you're ready to go, but I really feel centered And uh, and relaxed, you know, a lot of that might just be you know exhaustion, (laughs) you know. But at the same time, you know, I I do. I feel really centered, and also I'm a big believer in that. So, again, the scientists can say that, you know, the exercise physiologists can say that, the psychologists can say it, and they have and they do. But I will say myself, I've experienced that plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? I mean, same thing.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing. And I'm, you know, I have to relearn this all the time. I'll be in a great you know several years of exercising great and then you fall off or, and when you get back on you say geez why do i ever stop because it feels so much better you know and then whatever circumstances you know next thing you know you've let it go and so it's always hard to start again but um, yeah for a fact i know that you just feel so much better so much more attuned
1: so no what you said totally resonates with me is I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty regimented, you know, I'm in pretty good shape, but there are times when it's like, Hey, everybody sloughs off, especially those longer runs. You're like, I don't feel like doing them. You hit it right on the head. I come off of that and I might be kind of quasi suffering while I'm doing it. Like, Oh my God. But on the back end, I just feel so great right. i'm like oh my
0: god and every time you're glad every, you th- did it
1: that's exactly it right. you know and so i mean it's like eating right it's like eating but kind of the opposite you're like oh this jelly donut so good going down and then on the back end you're like oh my god i feel like i could go to sleep you know because that insulin spike and right. you just feel horrible so while you know it it, it satisfied and you know satiated you but the downstream effects of that are like, why did I do that to myself? Yeah, sure Exercise, like, it's like the opposite. While you're doing it, you're kind of like, ah, this is tough. I'm exerting myself, but the benefits on the back end, both immediate and even long term, are profound. Right. So it, it's really an investment. You know. So the other thing we'll talk about too is nu- nutrition. You know, along those lines. So same deal. You know, you can. You can eat a bunch of crap (laughs) and immediately satisfy yourself and it's easy to do right it's like that whole slight edge thing that we talked about these practices exercising eating right or the antithesis right the converse not exercising not eating right they're easy to do and easy not to do and you know you plot that on an x y you know axis right Mm -hmm. along that along that x axis and you can see that over time the benefits are exponential. They might be incremental up front, over days, months. But in the but long term, you're going to derive right? you know, a, a, an exponential benefit, but by the same token, you know, those little things you think that aren't hurting you day to day, over time, the months, the years, you're like, "Oh my Lord, how did I become obese, hypertensive, diabetic?" how did this happen to me well it didn't happen overnight right just like getting in shape doesn't happen overnight but it's that insidious onset that'll creep up on you if you're not careful like that,
0: insidious onset because right. it really does next thing you know it's been you know six months and you haven't gone to the gym or you haven't walked or you, it's like it could have been winter cause it because it's so miserable out or whatever it is you know but uh yeah i mean incremental insidious in, in, I like it
1: insidious onset I yeah. mean it sneaks up on you and next thing you know you're like oh my god how how did it come to this
0: <laughs> yeah. you know and that's that is hard Or you, you know you even mentioned to me that you run into somebody that says no I, I know all this and I do all this and you look at them and you say well, I can see that you don't you know right. and um people say but but maybe they did and were very regimented about it four months ago or whatever you know it's it's a tough one you got to stay on.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah, no, so we'll talk, you know, eating and moving. So moving we'll say as a proxy for exercise. So on the low end, hey, get out, move, walk, do something. And I know, you know for some people that might be listening they may have injuries. You know, I know I've had you know multiple reconstructive ankle surgeries, and I wasn't moving a whole whole lot, you know, when, when that happened. But you've got to do something. You do the bike, or you do, you know you, you know upper body, whatever it might be. You know, an older person, same thing. So move, do something. And if you can exercise rigorously, hey, do that as well. Um, e- eating, uh, you know, obviously we'll we'll speak to that. But I bring up the flywheel as we did in the last episode. But for those that maybe missed that one. Here's what we mean by that. So, sleep, eat, move, and then breathe, breathing, good breathing, diaphragmatic, deep breathing, cross cutting, it affects all of them. But you can see where sleep begets good eating habits, begets movements, they're all related to one another. So, uh, I like the, and Matt, as Matt pointed out, I I like the cyclical nature of the flywheel and that they're all related to one another. They all impact one another. But then also, much like a flywheel, you know, if you want to, speak to us about that what what is it about the flow well ride? you know it
0: just takes its time to get going and um rather than going from 0 to 6000 rpm instantaneously it takes its time to work its way up to that speed and it's similar to how you could approach you know a workout regime as like that's what I'm doing i hadn't done it for a while cuz i get you know i got a bad back and i got a bad neck and i just thought i just can't do it anymore And then i finally said well i mean i gotta do it and so now i'm doing really easy stuff just to build up those areas that i'm complaining about you know core muscles and uh back and hamstrings and that's right and all these different things um to help a foundation like we talked about last time i have to have this foundation so then i can you know move more but as i'm doing this the joints are getting greased up again
1: that's exactly which is making me
0: drink more water Mm mm-hmm and now I was out in the yard doing some uh, planting, stuff that if I would have bent over as much as I would, I, that would have probably put me in bed for two weeks. And now it's like, hey, man, I think I'm actually starting to fix some of the things that were an issue just on flywheel type exercise, like slowly. Like, I, I am mean, it's so embarrassing how little I lift right now, but it's all about the weight or about the form and the function of the, of the lift, you know, so...
1: That's right. Well you know, we'll talk about that later in the episode. You don't lift weights, you load movements. You know, CrossFit a friend of mine taught me that. And I always liked it. You know, when you're fixating on lifting the you know, lifting the weights, you're kind of missing it. You want to do the proper functional yeah. movement first. That's where people get themselves in trouble. They totally. lift improperly, they hurt themselves, they've got muscle imbalances, a lot of asymmetries. You know you know i know i do i'm paying for that now yeah <laughs> you know where you've got some sports specificity where you've got some muscles are developed more than others you know whether wrestling boxing mm. and now later in life you're paying for that because now you've got orthopedic injuries and and, well, issues and, now, and things of that nature. i mean
0: actually speaking of paying for i went i got a trainer and right. told them my exact issues and that person studied what they could do to help me um, and I said, I'm very nervous about starting any kind of regime, just because I keep hurting myself. Right. And so I keep doing the things that I knew how to do when I was in my 30s. That's
1: right. You yeah. Know? And you thinking, problem. hey, I, I should don't be know able how. to do this. Yeah,
0: I just don't know how to do and, it anymore, and you hurt yourself. Right. And so now this young guy is really, uh, I'm like, this is the weirdest exercising I've ever done, but it's really improving me. So I mean, there's ways to do it, you know, and it's it's flywheel big time, slow. Well,
1: that's exactly it. Building that momentum, yeah. all of those related to it, you know, so don't discount any of them. But, uh, you know, you, we talked about this before. It's that incrementalism. When you go, again, using the metaphorical flywheel, if you're starting at zero and you think you're going to get 6,000 RPMs, that's when the flywheel comes off the axle and, ah, you know, and there it is. You've got to move slowly and build that momentum. So to your point, shoring up, you know, your core and all the support structure and again, you've had surgeries yeah. I've had multiple surgeries, shoulder, ankle, you name it, and when you're coming back from that, you cannot start off right. where you left off you've got to kind of build everything back up again, and for some people, you know and I'd hazard a guess you know a lot of our, our, our military types, our veterans, you know and first responders, all the I mean hey tough guys and gals. Right. They're like, well, I, I don't want to start over. I want to, I want to start where I left off. It's like, well, be careful, especially when you get older because you've got that support structure. You've, you've got to rebuild that base. It's a cautionary tale.
0: Learn a thing called rhabdomyolysis. Well, hell, rhabdo. yeah. Rhabdo where, yeah, you, you
1: just, you work out so hard, you freaking wreck yourself. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. No, but you know, some of the other things too, um, that, you know, we talked about, you know, obviously the, the incrementalism and just kind of slowly, but surely not doing too much too soon, you know, realizing your limitations, you know, that, Hey, you can't always do the things that you were doing as a, as a younger person. And that that's okay. You know, make, make peace with that. But the important thing is to, to do, to do something. I I think that's, we'll talk about fit principles shortly, you know, but the key is. You've got to do something. You know, you can't just say, all right, I'm going to sit back and slough off. I mean, there's always something that you can do. With all that said, let's, let's look at our uh, nutrition, right? So why nutrition is so important, right? You can't outwork a bad diet. So we were talking about this before. Hey, you know, my, my mantra when I was a younger guy, special forces guy, infantry, ranger, all that, it was all things burn in the fire of extreme activity. And, you know, I still kind of watched ate, but I I wasn't too, too worried about it. And now as an older fella, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing all, you know, the right things. And I'm still kind of not as lean as I wanted to be. And that's getting older. I get it. But you can't outrun a bad Bad diet (laughs) or you can't outwork a bad diet. You know, the other thing is- no, it's my knees. Right. (laughs) No, exactly. No, so, you know, the, the other things too is beyond just body composition, aesthetic- and physical performance, it fuels your mind. So there's a there's a cognitive aspect to it as well, you know. So I know if, if I'm eating something with a lot of simple carbohydrates, um, sugary, I get this real cloudy, like oh my god, it's that insulin spike. But here's the other thing, you know, as it says here, you have more neurotransmitters in your gut than you do your head, so. Again, beyond physical performance, even beyond just, you know, cognitive, if you're not feeling right, you know, if you're feeling a little out of sorts, it may very well stem from what it is that you're eating. Absolutely. You know, so some of those, you know, the uh, neurotransmitters, dopamine, norepinephrine, you know, serotonin, these are your happiness, you know, hormones and and, and all of that. So Suffice it to say, what you put into your body has more impact than just gaining weight and body composition and, oh, you know, I want to look good. It has all, everything to do with cognitive performance, physical performance, and even well-being.
0: It goes back to garbage in, garbage out. That's exactly it. Same with your thought patterns. If You're feeding your brain negative right. thoughts, you know, negative actions. The same, same with food.
1: That's exactly it. So you know, for our purposes, we're not going to go into all the details. Obviously, this isn't a podcast specifically dedicated to diet. We're just going to cover the wave tops. But hey, what, what constitutes a good diet? So I'm not going to explicate every item on this list. But really what you're looking at is lean meats. You know, you need protein. I know there might be some vegans out there. Hey, that's cool. However, you get your protein, but you need that for body repair. That's irrefutable whether that's lean meats or beans and tofu or whatever the heck, right? You know, I like my protein, but that's cool. Um, Vegetables, mostly vegetables. So there's commonality with a lot of the diets, you know, the Mediterranean diet, the paleo diet, the keto diet, this, that. You know, keto is, you know, anti-carbs, but, and I'm not disparaging any one of them, but I'll say the threads of continuity are people should be eating more vegetables than they probably are. You need to be getting the right kinds of protein for repair, whether that's through vegetables or, or lean meats. Fruit is good. It's not the enemy, but sucrose, um, it's still, or I'm sorry, fructose, not sucrose. Sucrose is table sugar. Fructose, still sugar. So if all you're eating is tons and tons of fruit, that's still you know, a, a big sugar load, but fruit is still good. Nuts, you know, nuts and seeds are good for uh what is it? Omega six, I want to say. Right. Omega three is your, you know, your oily fish, which are good too. And people mm-hmm. probably don't eat enough of. But yeah, I have stay to supplement away from that.
0: that I actually supplement fish oil and vitamin D, and
1: uh, yep, no, supplementation is important too. No, absolutely. Um, Stay away from the refined foods, sugar is horrible for you. We all love to indulge in it, but, you know, be mindful of that. Don't drink your calories, soda and juices. Be mindful of that is if you're trying to, you know, maintain a certain caloric level, you're going to violate that by, by drinking, by drinking your calories. Exactly. Everyone thinks, oh, this is healthy, but it's such as a, a caloric load, right? So nutrient dense foods as, um, you know, my, my wrestling coach, when I was in high school, always used to caution us against eating empty calories. Those are ice cream sundays, right? right? Empty calories, no nutritional value. Yeah, so you know, you. enjoy that sparingly. But I mean, if you're not deriving, you know, that benefit, right? N- nutritionally, um, then yeah, try to try you know, not not to do that too too much. Right. St- obviously, still stay well hydrated. Um, food allergies, you'd mentioned that before,
0: right?
1: Um, it it's worth getting tested. If you consistently feel that you know I'm always bloated, I'm always you know I, I'm I'm eating right, I'm eating the right things right. by all intents and purposes or for all intents and purposes, but I still don't feel quite right. You may have a gluten intolerance, lactose intolerance. Lactose so I'll throw alpha, again yeah. in terms of diets. There's that Whole Thirty diet, and, and I'll just throw that out there. Not that I'm going to advocate for anyone, but the intent there being, if you read about that, is what they'll do is they'll wean you off foods that have been known. To be inflammatory. Inflammatory. Milk right. and gluten, this, that, and the other thing. And they kind of baseline you over 30 days, hence the name whole 30. And then they'll reintroduce those things sparingly. So they in, in essence they'll isolate variables. Oh wow. And, and then reintroduce one individual variable once they bait. And then guess what? If you drink milk after that or have dairy products and then you have gastrointestinal distress, well, you probably now have you lactose know. intolerance. Or you right. can just get tested. But hey. It's bottom line, yeah, you,
0: I think you that should would probably be
1: be mindful of food allergies because yeah, totally subverting, and it. I and
0: I think a lot of people have no idea that um, they may have a gluten issue. I think a lot of people do; they just don't know it, or la you know lactose. Um, I used to be an ice cream eater like every night. Now it's no such a thing.
1: Ice but cream, yeah, I loved it. No, uh,
0: but I used to ride you know several hundred miles a week. You know, tried really hard to exercise and make it worthwhile, but. Still was killing me, so. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to bail.
1: Yep. No, I, I think it's it's worth doing, you know, because as we've said, you, you dial in your nutrition, your diet. It is so much more than just body composition and aesthetic. I mean, it's got everything to do with physical performance, well-being, all of it. So now, exercise. Right. We'll we'll, we'll cover some of that. So one of the principles I want to talk about ever so briefly, right, is the fit principles. So you've got all sorts of diet, or just like with diets, you've got all sorts of different workouts out there, kettlebells, this, that, and the other thing. And that's great. Whatever gets you moving is fantastic. But in terms of principles, I like the fit principle, right? Frequency, intensity, time, and type, right? And I would say from an exercise perspective, if you've got nothing else from this podcast, this episode, take this away. So frequency, I would say, is is king, right? Chief among them. And frequency is how many times are you exercising a a week, right? Um, Intensity obviously has to do with how intense, right, in terms of perceived exertion and output. And you can measure that by heart rate and a variety of other metrics. But really, it's how intense is your exercise? Is it low, easy, aerobic? Or is it your anaerobic, a lactic, where you're just you know, almost in vapor lock, you know, at the end of doing like some circuit training, that's some high intensity stuff. Time, duration, okay, how long and at what intensity, right? So is it a long run, is it quick but intense? And then obviously type cardio strength resistance. You've got a variety of exercise modalities that you can avail yourself of. But for our purposes, I'd like to say chief among them is frequency. And we, we both chuckle at the example that you know one of our buddies who's an alum Dave who's exercise physiology guy you know very very knowledgeable you know he says you can exercise you know at a high level once a month and crush yourself <laughs> and what is that doing for you so you had a one great workout that's great that doesn't constitute you know fitness whereas if somebody does the basics couple times a week or every day or goes for a walk every day, that's going to have so much more benefit. You're going to derive so much more benefit from that. Yeah. What are your thoughts there? Well, I just thought it was
0: funny how you guys said something like uh, worked out once this month and like... (laughs) this just isn't working for me. I got no results, you know, and, and look at you with a straight face. You know? Right. Yeah. Exercise do doesn't, work, doesn't I, work. I worked
1: out once or twice and I'm still the same. It's just like, yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> that's, that's not the way your body works. Just like in, in the previous episode, we talked about, you know, meditating and breathing and, and all of that. You do that stuff every day. You know, yeah. it's that slight edge piece where well, you, know, you don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to mm-hmm. meditate for an hour. Have it be 10 minutes. You don't have to completely, you know, you don't have to subsist on, on, on tofu and bean sprouts yeah, every you. day, you know, you, but just cut out. Some of those things are known to be bad for you. You don't have to do a, a, a an extreme CrossFit workout or train for a marathon. You can go right. for a walk. You can do yeah. some yoga. You can do something for 30 minutes a day and you're going to derive a significant amount of benefit from that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can breathe a little harder, all that stuff. I mean, good stuff the weather's getting perfect out right now here in the spring in kansas it's a big, great time to be outside
1: that's exactly it well that's that's another component to it is if you can get outside and there's um there's science behind that as well you know being in the sun you know in terms of your sleep cycle totally you know getting that exposure you know i think that's like a you know an andrew uberman thing um but there's there's something to that there's also studies that show i mean you can be on the treadmill in a gym and that's great better to be outside. Yeah. For a variety of reasons, well, you know, so to your point, good, you know, good. You know, this good sounds to, to me outside.
0: like is it sounds like that thing we were talking about called self-care, all of this stuff we put together.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean,
0: it's just regular stuff, eating, sleeping, yeah. all those things. And we can wrap that into self-care by just doing the right steps. It's pretty cool, man.
1: That's, that's it. It's part of your self-care routine. So along those lines, hey, I'm going to quote John, John Rady from Spark, right, where he ties exercise and fitness to overall mental well-being. What I like about this, right, you know, in, in terms of varying intensity, right, he talks about the ancient rhythms of activity ingrained in our DNA translate roughly to the varied intensity of walking, jogging, running, and sprinting. In broad strokes, when I think of the best advice is to follow our ancestors' routine. Walk every day run a couple times a week, and then go for the kill every now and then by sprinting. So in essence, what he's saying is it's hardwired into our DNA to approach those training modalities. And that's how we function the best. So beyond just, I'll say, exercise physiology and some of this crazy stuff. And the next slide will go a little bit into that. You know, and you're like, well, geez, what, why? I'm, I'm not an exercise physiologist. And I'm uh, uh, periodization. I'm not training for the Olympics. Hey, that's cool. But John Rady's saying that, hey, very, exercising at these varying intensities is how your body is wired for optimal performance. So, and what does that look like? And this is a little technical, but, and I take this from periodization training for sports from Tudor Bompa, But What does that look like? You know, what's walking the sprint and the kill that uh, John Rady's talking about? So your anaerobic threshold, two to seven minutes, your exertion, 65 to 80% of your max heart rate. Max heart rate, for those that don't know, it is 220 minus your age, right? So a guy like me, it's about 167 beats per minute. So if I want to train at the anaerobic threshold and I need to be like at the 140s, and maintain that for two to seven minutes. And I just did a, you know, like a CrossFit type workout today. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. You know, you yeah. feel it. You're like, there, you're in yeah. vapor lock. I notice it. Aerobic threshold is a good long run. All right. Hey, that's at a, at a decent pace, but you're not going into threshold, right? So that's 60% of your max heart rate. Some people like the Maffetone method, right? Maffatone, a guy named Phil Maffetone, Dr. Maffatone, will say, the calculation is um, 180 minus your age, and you shouldn't exceed that and that's if you want to maintain your aerobic pressure right And then aerobic compensation that's an easy walk, right so as we as we mentioned, for those that they may have injuries or for older people, if you're in that aerobic compensation zone, that's still good. Yeah, that's still good, that's fine. but just trying to make it real, you know you can speak concepts. I mean, that, that's what it looks like, you know, in terms of exerting yourself. And as I said before, not trying to make Olympic athletes or CrossFit athletes or MMA fighters out of everybody. But if you really want to dial in well-being, right? Again, at the DNA level, as John Rady says from Spark, those are the things that you should do. So nutrition and exercise at that level. Do you,
0: do you need me to go liver king on this? Is that what this Oh is my God. The liver
1: king. No, <laughs> that... I don't know, dude.
0: Sleeping on some boards. I'm <laughs> um, eating some testicle testiculars. Oh, geez, no. <laughs> this guy. No, he ended up being just on on roids.
1: Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah.
0: No, we're. Talking well, I, about- I like this how you're wired, and I totally agree to that. Like, um, and I think you know a lot of younger guys have some anxiety and stuff because they're not doing what their ancestral DNA says to do, which is out chasing bears or you know, hunting and just exerting, so.
1: I'll say, and I, I understand the science. I, I like to say I'm like, a, I'm a hobbyist in terms of exercise physiology. I mean, I understand it decently well. You know, our, our, our man, Dave, is the pro. I, I usually go to him and say, hey, what, what, what's the God's honest truth with this? But anecdotally, what I've experienced when I'm like, all right, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to do sprints, I'm going to do hills, I'm going to do a circuit, I'm going to lift, I'm going to go long run training for, for Leadville. You really do i feel all of that and and you hit it right on the head when i come off a hard workout that i'm not looking forward to you know i'm like oh my god i've forgotten just how good that feels to exert yeah. yourself like that
0: and, and to so accomplish hard. something you there's know that there's that part of it as well
1: yeah so really the takeaways here right Nutrition's important right exercise is important but it transcends just physical performance and athletic performance It's got everything to do with well-being, I mean, cognition, all of it. So my recommendation would be dial in your nutrition, dial in a good exercise regimen and do it, I'm not going to say every day, you should walk, you should move, you know, low, low end every day, yoga, stretch, walk. You should be working out pretty consistently. And same thing. You don't have to be draconian with the diet and never eat dessert again, but be mindful of when you're cheating and, and limit that. So for those that want to know, here's, here's some of the references. So periodization training for sports, Spark, and this other one, the depression cure, is one of, the, one of the resources or citations where they equate cardio exercise with being like a little bit of Ritalin and a little bit of Prozac.
0: Thanks. So, nice.
1: Hope that was helpful. Um, again, maybe for some it's insightful. For others, like yeah, no, I know that I got that. But as always, that's great. Knowing is half the battle. Doing got to do it. Doing is the real battle. You
0: know it's going to work. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. And if you didn't do it, you can't. That's right. You can't say something bad about it. But you got to try it. Got to try it. Right. You owe it to yourself.
1: You got to do it. All right.
0: He conquers himself.
1: He conquers who conquers himself. There we go. All right.
0: Hi, Matt Hastings here, sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders, and to reach as many of those in need as possible, we need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found, check us out on our website at www.wordsdescent.org.